Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is Monday, the 29th of August. Jesus. Oh, boy. This year is flying by, as I always say. I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. Uh, I know I just started, but I hope everybody's still having a fantastic week. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate everybody listening. It is, we just passed 3750 on the plays and I appreciate all you guys checking out the podcast. I feel like, um, it's been really fun lately actually dissecting some of these conferences and these, these game reveals and stuff. And it's, uh, it's definitely getting more and more traction. So I appreciate you guys checking out the podcast and anybody stopping by. My name is Jordan. I love video games. Always talk about them. And we also cover, uh, TV shows, books, all kinds of stuff on this movies as well. And, uh, yeah, Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today, we are covering a little bit of Liza P and a uh, little a little impression, you know, a little impression that was made on me called Splatoon 3. So we're going to talk about all that in a little bit. Uh, first, we're going to start with a little bit of housekeeping and uh, basically tell you guys how the week and maybe the next couple months will go. Um, <clears throat> I... Uh, I currently, <laughs> I don't know how to put this. So last week I was talking about, hey, I'm doing a lot of overtime at work. I'm, I'm very busy, so uh, I might have to switch up the schedule of the podcast. And what had happened was, what had happened was, um, yeah, they stopped OT. So I don't have to do OT this week. TBA, I'm sure it's going to come back, you know, so I'm not, I'm not like saying the schedule change might not happen. But as of now, it's not happening. So still three days a week, still uh, providing podcast episodes three days a week so i hope you guys are enjoying them i'm going to keep them coming even if there's no news and uh you know this never, never was a news channel you know this is all just all gaming based so we might cover news sometimes we might have some fun sometimes so i'll definitely uh work to get these episodes uh entertaining and fun and just like you know keep coming you know what i'm saying um hey, yo so uh what have i been playing let's talk about that first because i there are some things i've been playing i played splatoon 3 i'll talk about that, that in a little bit uh, I wish I could play Liza P, but I didn't. I played an upcoming game called Solstice, and I, can, I could also give my impressions on that in a second. Um, yeah, yeah. I played obviously Warzone. I played some. What do you call it? Destroy All Humans. I played uh, Plague Tale Innocence, of course. Um, there's been like a steady flow of just older games I've been diving into and, uh, I'm, I'm actually really thoroughly enjoying, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Um, thoroughly enjoying everything damn near. All, all the games I'm playing right now are very, very entertaining. Even Destroy All Humans. I'm not on Destroy All Humans 2 yet because obviously it's not out. It comes out tomorrow if you are interested at all in that. But, um... Yeah, I'm actually enjoying playing that. It's been a nice like little pastime thing. I haven't played it on stream much, uh, simply because it's not like the best thing to stream. It's kind of straightforward. But um, everything else I've been streaming has been a blast. Like Call of Duty, obviously, that's that has a new season out right now, with a couple map changes and uh, meta changes. And then, of course, Plague Tale Innocence. We are getting through that. I think tonight I'm actually going to be finishing it up. If you guys want to stop by and check out the stream, the link is in the description of the podcast. If you are at all interested um if you're not interested at all in the stream at all at all at all at all could you please uh i'm, I'm asking you for a favor if you guys could please just go to my youtube channel and leave a sub 
even if you don't watch it, uh, I'd appreciate it. Any of the, those numbers help because I actually need them to like get to certain benchmarks and stuff like for monetization on YouTube, for streaming on TikTok, things like that. So followers and subs are actually important for growth, obviously. And, uh, it, it sucks asking for it, uh, as a newer person, like a, you know, an up and coming person. So, uh, I, I feel, I feel scummy because I, I hate personally when people ask for that, but I know now that it's very much necessary and I don't hate on anybody's grind. So uh, I appreciate anybody checking me out, anybody leaving a like and a sub, anybody just listening to this right now. Thank you so much for giving me your Monday morning or whatever you watch it. Uh, other than that, let's get into some stuff. So Solstice, Solstice was... It's a game that was revealed a while back and it basically look like a god of war game like seriously really really close to what god of war would look like however the main character is a woman with a big sword like guts from berserk and she has a sister who i guess is dead but is like a ghost um i think her name is loot and uh you guys work in tandem to kill a bunch of people and uh hack and slash a bunch of stuff so i played that and i you know i made it to the boss fight and I did not like the boss at all. The boss was not fun to play at all. And, and overall, the game was kind of clunky. Uh, unlike Liza P, like what, what I saw from that trailer. So, uh, you know, you kind of start out and you start to do some attacks. And it just doesn't feel like the audio's up. It doesn't sound like you're getting a lot of oomphs out of the out of the attacks. And, and it feels like, like, for instance, whenever you're playing God of War, right, the old ones... You go and use your uh, blades every time. The screen might shake a little bit or the, the character will plop up in the air if you do like an uppercut. And there's similar aspects to that in this game if you miss those like old God of War style games. And I think that's definitely what it's trying to harp on. However, I think the execution is a little weak. I feel like it's it's constantly held back by not fully committing to an idea. Like it sounds like, and, and I hope that's not too harsh. I, I just feel like, Whenever you're going around attacking stuff in that game, it's it doesn't really feel like you're doing anything to them. It doesn't feel like you're strong. Uh, it doesn't really feed into any type of power fantasy. It's, it's basically clearing out fodder. You know, it's kind of like a Muso. Like when you're fighting Muso, or when you're in a Muso game, like uh, Dynasty Warriors or something, um, it's like when you fight people in that. Is you know, you're obviously doing a bunch of attacks at once, uh, knocking a ton of different people, a, a ton of people. Oh my god, a ton of different people down. I'm leaving that in. And, uh, you know, obviously that doesn't feel as good as like a 1v1 fighter or something like that, obviously, you know. Um, when you're hitting a bunch of people, it doesn't really give you that that feedback from hitting them all. So, it's essentially the same thing here. However, it's more closer to a 1v1 experience. It's just you're not getting any benefit of it being any closer to what being a 1v1, if that makes any sense. Uh, and overall, I honestly, the gameplay was so weird because it did things like... <clears throat> It had L2, I forgot what they called it, but it was like an ability that lets you see these little blue marks. And it's like this collectible currency to level up loot, which is your sister or whatever. And uh, you basically just have to hold L2 or hit L2, um, jump up and hit the crystals that you see that are highlighted blue, and that's it. Turn it off. Um, and then there's like walls you can break and certain things you can break that require the uh, R2. So like you hit R2, it, it like puts a red bubble around you to highlight any red items. So whenever you see a red wall, you turn that on, walk up to the wall and break it. And I'm like, okay, what? what that's literally just an extra step versus walking up to the wall and breaking it. Like it, you can't just walk up to a wall and break it. It's 
hit R2, then go do that. Like, it's just an extra step for no reason. I feel like that's the epitome of that game. And it's unfortunate because I was really looking forward to Solstice. I was actually, uh, surprisingly, uh, one of the most, not one of the, actually, I don't know how to word this. Um, it was highly anticipated for me. I was looking forward to checking it out pretty well, but I, I, I don't know that this, this demo just really killed it for me, but if you want to try it, it is on steam with a demo. So is uh Thymesia, which is another game that's already out, but it, there is a demo on steam. If you want to try it, it's a little bit closer to souls like, uh, than obviously solstice, but uh, it seems like solstice was never meant to be a souls like or anything like it. It's meant to be more of what gears or God of war was doing back on like the PS three and the PS two. So, uh, and I mean, to be frank, the game felt like a PS2 game. So, hey. uh, unfortunate again, but you know, saving me some money, I guess this, this year, just like Saints Row did, uh, unfortunate that got review, review, uh, I was about to say review bombed, but it didn't really get bombed. It just got truthfully reviewed and that's unfortunate to its own sanity. Uh, shout out to the devs who worked on that game. I know that's like stressful when I, when a game releases and it's, not up to snuff or people don't like it. It's, it's a bummer. It definitely is a bummer, but, um, you know, the game has to work at least. And I know that's like mostly the higher ups who kind of get the games to be released, but saints row definitely look like it needs more time to cook. And unfortunately it is out as a full release. I can pay full price money for it, And that is not the move when the game has so many bugs. I've only seen bug videos from it. That's like, that's how bad it is. Uh, anyways, moving on from that, uh, there was a gameplay trailer release for Liza P, and I wanted to give some of my impressions on what I thought of that as well. Liza P is a game basically based in like the Pinocchio. It's like a, it's like a game. I'm trying to I'm trying the best the best way to describe it. It's a Souls like, okay, Souls like, or Bloodborne like. A lot of people are saying Bloodborne like, which I agree. The aesthetics definitely look Bloodborne esque, but it's a Souls like game that is based in a world of puppets there's all kinds of mechanical puppets and and wooden puppets that you're kind of fighting uh, and it's supposed to play on pinocchio and uh, i'm not fully fully uh informed on what the story is supposed to be however the gameplay trailer showed a lot um there are a couple story trailers out there if you wanted to go check those out and learn more about the story but the gameplay gave me everything i wanted to know about the game which is the most important thing and that is the game looks amazing. <laughs> the game looks phenomenal. It's like one thing I was going into Solstice with, and I think that's a good reason why I put this that impression next to this one. Solstice, I was going in thinking, okay, this has got to be, you know, it looks like it's going to be one of those polished games, kind of like, um, obviously not like top tier AAA or anything, but I was thinking like, you know, maybe on the level of like Solar Ash or something like... Um, I forgot the name of the game. Basically, you know, a, a decent indie game, like something that is a little bit more polished, but not on the on the bottom tier. But it seems like it's leaning more towards the bottom tier just because of how it plays. Again, this is just me being maybe way too critical on it, but I, I just did not find it entertaining. Anyways, um, comparing it to what I saw in the Liza P trailer, the Liza P trailer was stunning. It was absolutely stunning. The graphics... The graphics looked beautiful. It's actually crystal clear. Uh, you know, it, it looks like it looks like it's in 4K. Obviously, it's in 4K in the trailer I watched, but it looks like it's from in 4K. It looks like a next-gen game. Particle effects galore. There's constant combat, and it actually looks like, um, or there might not be that many particle effects, but anyways, uh, it, it does look very, very impressive. And to be honest, 
I got a lot of. Uh, I, I can see what people are saying about the Bloodborne thing. I'm I'm not as quick to like compare it to things like that because I personally feel like it's just because something looks like Bloodborne and like aesthetic. Which I mean, to be honest, this looks like they show like a nighttime. Uh, like I don't even know what to call it. Let's see. It doesn't have a name for it, but it's like a nighttime city streets in like London or something. And, uh, that's really it. I mean, obviously there's like these weird, you know, fuck, what do you call it? Victorian gates or whatever. They're like real spiky. Um, that's cool and all, but I, I don't get, I don't fully get Bloodborne from that. Like I don't, I'm not too quick to just say that, but I get what they're saying. There are some aesthetics that kind of lean into it, but again, it's like. It's not Yarnum, put it that way. It's not near Yarnum at all. Uh, but this is, I mean, they show a lot of stuff. They show a lot of weapons you can choose, switch through. Um, you can actually combine weapons, which is pretty sick. And, uh, yeah, graphically, it looks like the lighting is really really done well. And I mean, uh, let's put it this way. I was looking at this game like, okay, everyone talks about this Liza P game. I get it. But I was, I was picturing something a little toned back, like something like Solstice that was like a little bit more into the indie sphere, maybe not as polished, maybe not as clean looking. But this looks like it has everything at once down, kind of like when you saw maybe the Surge trailer or the Surge 2 trailer for the first time. Uh, it looks polished, you know? And this looks, honestly, more polished than those games, but I don't know because I've never played it. But overall, uh, Liza P looks very, very stunning, actually. Um, a lot of action. It looks like a lot of customization with the weapon or the arm that you have on your arm, similar to maybe Dante's arm from... Or not Dante. Uh, Nico is who I'm thinking of. Um, Nico uh, has that arm in Devil May Cry 5 that you can kind of customize and actually improve on. And it seems like this one is leaning into that as well, which is pretty dope. So um, it's got it. It's got its work cut out for it. Like it, it actually has a lot of features that are not typically in these like you know, other types of souls likes that, you know, they try to be a little bit more different than usual. And this one, it seems like it's banking on the difference being its world where you are fighting these mechanical and wooden puppet like creatures. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but they show a ton of like encounters. Combat is super flowy. Like he's actually, um, charging up his attacks and like exploding the, the robots and stuff. Uh, that part is impressive, <laughs> and the weapons look very good. Uh, the world is just so crystal clear and detailed to a T. I absolutely love it. Voice acting is great. The I think the main star of the gameplay is obviously the gameplay itself, and that mostly includes him fighting people. Um, I guess fighting these robots. And they show off some boss battles, which I kind of wish they didn't show because it, it seems like they're showing it too much, and I'm all in on this game. Um, but it does seem like the game kind of leans more into parrying instead of blocking. Uh, you do only have one weapon or I guess you have your arm piece and your weapon, but, uh, it involves a lot of parrying and timing and I guess you can dodge too, but, uh, you're not walking around with a shield. So I guess that is another point to how it compares to Bloodborne and, uh, you know, not so much just a direct clone of a, of a Souls game. So... Uh, go check out the trailer for sure. Liza P is stunning. The, I think the scrapped Watchmen boss fight is probably the most impressive one on there to me. The voice acting and the the intense battle, uh, and how fast the boss is, and how um, 
<laughs> just how good it looks, you know. It doesn't it doesn't break a sweat running in this game. I love it. Uh, other than that, let's go to the I guess the impressions of Splatoon three. I know this might be a shorter episode, and I will uh, definitely make it up on the next episodes this week. But you know, your boy doesn't have OT. We have more time to spend together. I appreciate you guys listening. Hey, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also, check out the check out the stream. Anyways, um, moving on from all that, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Splatoon three. I Woke up on Saturday morning, and I had no idea that Splatoon 3 was even happening that day. They had a thing called Splatfest, which is a feature in the game that lets you choose between one of three options. This one was Rock, Paper, Scissors. Uh, They typically have something like this where you get to choose a team in uh, the previous games. And uh, there was was good parts and bad parts to the actual demo, which kind of sucks. And I'll get through the bad part, actually, because I mostly enjoyed it. The bad part was that if you chose a different team, like let's say I chose Scissors and Steve for host of the show chose Rock, which is exactly what happened, you can't play together. Uh, simply because the only modes in this demo, network test beta, whatever you want to call it, uh, were Splatfest gameplay modes. So in Splatfest gameplay, gameplay modes, you're only trying to improve your team. So when I have Scissors and he has uh, Rock, he can't join me, otherwise it would just conflict, and it's you know obviously it, it just wouldn't allow it to happen. So that means um, that means basically, as you're playing, you're con- you're constantly uh, gaining imp- or gaining I guess levels for scissors or whatever whatever team you chose, and the whole goal is to like see who can earn the most points out of the three options in the world. And, uh, yeah, basically we were locked out of our multiplayer session with like me and him playing together, but that's okay. Uh, it's just a, a little thing with this specific network test. Um, personally, outside of that little hiccup, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, this is obviously the third of three games. It felt like the first game was a nice introduction. The second one was a slight improvement, not a lot. But I remember the trailer for this showing a lot of things like a new card game built into the system, uh, smoother multiplayer lobbies, all kinds of stuff. And I will say, hands down, it worked very, very well. Uh, I played with people on there and I actually stayed with the team I was with because we just kept winning. So I just kept choosing to continue with them. And as we're waiting in the lobby, they're walking around my lobby like I can see them moving. And uh, that's unlike a, a Nintendo game, really, to like kind of have like a live lobby in the loading screen, and you you can actually like shoot around and practice, and then go into the match. Like, very few games can do that on Switch because it needs a lot of resources. But this one is actually doing it flawlessly, and I love that. The gameplay itself, obviously, Nintendo Online is not really known for its good network code, and and uh, you know, online play isn't really the best. I think this one has never really failed for me even on splatoon 2 and 1 like i've never had a lot of issues with playing this game um so online was flawless no issues no lag no no no, no nothing uh another drawback i want to say before i guess we continue is the limitations on the on the mic usage for the switch i think whatever they do on the next iteration of the switch they need to improve that and let it be something integrated like a party system. If they get that down into a Switch format where you can just sit on the couch and be in a party and talk, it would be perfect. Oh my God, it would be so great. But that is going to be probably on the Switch 2, whatever you want to call it, Switch Pro, Switch S, Switch Switch U, whatever the hell they, they're going to call it. Um, but other than that, other than the, the, the party messing up for my friend, other than the lack of communication for other teammates, 
yes, it would be beneficial to be able to communicate with your teammates just to be like, hey, we need to move to the right or cover the right side or maybe not focus on kills or, you know, or whatever. Uh, you, it might help for a split second. But I think overall, as long as you're paying attention to the goal of the match and seeing yourself that like, hey, oh, this side of the map is kind of empty. Let's go get that. Let's go take out these people. This guy's been up here on this platform taking out all my teammates. Let's try to focus that guy. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen that can change your gameplay on the fly. So it's not always going to be something as clean and easy to say, hey, let's go to the right. Hey, let's go to the left. Like, it, I, it's not the worst thing that the chat isn't there is what I'm getting at. So gameplay-wise, um, the mode I played the entire time was Turf Wars, which is a 4v4 cover-all match where you basically have to, like, not cover all, I guess. Uh, but your goal is to, in a, an allotted time limit, you're covering the map with ink, if you're not familiar with Splatoon. And um, basically doing many things can do it. Using your special, shooting your gun, um, taking out enemies makes them pop into into ink. Obviously, there's a lot of things, grenades and stuff. Um, so your goal is to cover as much as the level as you can. That's your main goal. Your My main goal. And doing so while taking out enemies so they don't do it so they don't cover their you know any of the area with their ink so it's basically a race to cover as much as you can any a lot of time there's a uh, little tricky tips you can kind of do to where like if you keep dying over and over again maybe focus on covering some area you know go find a spot that isn't covered with any ink and go cover it yourself um make sure all the walls are covered like there's a lot of ways to kind of like you know uh get easy easy points that people aren't going to naturally go for. So, um, yeah, there are tips and tricks and obviously there are a ton of weapons in the game. I tried the Splatana, I think is what it's called. I did not do good with it. I did it my first match and I hadn't played since platoon two. So I was like, ah, I got my ass whipped. And then I just swapped over to the roller again and dominated. And that was a blast. But, um, overall that whole process of testing out the weapons it's kind of tough because they had they do have like a little free little lobby thing you can do but it's not amounting the same to like being in an active lobby lobby and somebody's chasing you down and sliding in the ink and like you have to dodge and, and dodge bombs and stuff like there's a lot of stuff going on so it's easy to say yeah i know how to use this weapon and then go out and get your ass kicked so um but overall the gameplay itself wasn't that far different than splatoon 2 i'll say that much but Obviously, the differences in the weapons, the differences in the mechanics. There are some specials that were weird to see. Like, there's there's a special that you can kind of get into, like, a, a crab mech and, like, walk around and shoot cannons at people. Like, that That one threw me off real bad. There's one that lets you shoot across the map in, like, a straight line in this, like, little submarine type thing. Um, there's a lot of cool mechanics like that that are way different. And I think these small changes are great, and I think the weapons are great. I don't think this game needed to be that far ahead of Splatoon 2 anyways, but it does feel like it's just Splatoon 2 on crack. And, and, and essentially, it feels like they just added more and it feels like the gameplay is a lot more intense, like way more intense. And the game just runs so great on the Switch. I absolutely love this game and I cannot wait for the full release. It comes out in two weeks. Um, so if you guys are interested at all, go check it out. I will be posting... A TikTok on the X Button Podcast TikTok. And if you guys are at all interested in that, I will have a video on there of me getting a couple kills in the game if you want to see some gameplay. And uh, yeah, that's been that. This has been the X Button Podcast. I know it's a shorter episode, but you know, like I said, I will be back on Wednesday with more video game content and I'll be back on Friday as well. Uh, don't forget Friday. You know what happens Friday. Last of Us. Last of Us Part 1. I know. It's not for everybody. You don't have to go spend $70 if you don't want to. I get it. 
I am though. I'm, I'm definitely gonna get it, and uh, it's gonna be a roller coaster. I haven't played that game since the remaster, like the week the remaster came out, and it's been dry for me since. So I cannot wait to dive back into that narrative. I hope you guys are excited. Um, I'll see you guys Wednesday. Have a fantastic Monday and Tuesday, and uh, yeah, I'll see you guys then.